Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. All right. Welcome back to the show. It's Jim Johnson, your host here with Contractor Radio and uh, the head coach at Contractor Coach Pro. We've been uh, coaching contractors for the last 10 years using a mission-focused coaching methodology to help contractors control their business so it can grow and they can achieve that personal and financial freedom they were chasing when they started their business. Now, today, we're going to talk a little bit about resolutions and some of my love and hate of those things and maybe a little bit of what it is about that that you like or dislike. But you may notice something a little bit different today. We have a podcast studio, like a real deal. I'm not just sitting at my desk at uh, the, uh, the Command Central there. All kinds of new camera angles and stuff. I'm kind of wondering how this is all going to turn out. I, I got her all set up over the holiday I uh, got our, our hat hall of fame up there. That's the hat rack of fame or a hat rack of honor. Uh, if you see them up there, uh, there's, there's somebody that means something to us. Uh, I want to mention Matt Kressel today. Matt Kressel, that's Anthem Experience up there on the hat rack of honor. Great dude, part of our contractor fellowship uh, uh, men's group that we do on Wednesdays. And uh, he honored me with one of those hats. And uh, just want to say thanks. Appreciate it. So let's talk about resolutions. Let's talk about why people struggle with them, why people may um, hmm, not achieve them so often. So I want to give a little history lesson first. Let's let's start there. Like, where did this all come from, this idea of creating resolutions? Well, 4,000 years ago, uh, we'll leave it to the Babylonians. Uh, they're the ones that kind of came up with this idea. Uh, but their new year started at a different time. Their new year started at the planting of their crops in mid-March. And in mid-March, that is when they started the new year. We put a new crop into the field and uh, we've got a new year going. And so uh, they would have a festival for 12 days after their crop planting that showed loyalty to their king or appointment of a new king. And then they promised to their gods to pay their debts and return the items that they borrowed. I, I thought that was pretty funny whenever I saw the return. Man, I got a lot of that I gotta get done. And I know my kids and, and neighbors, yeah, everybody's got that neighbor that's borrowed something, right? Like, and you never get it back. I never loan anything out that I don't have two of or that I can't do without in the future because eh, the chances of getting it back are pretty slim. But I kind of like this, like, hey, okay, we gotta return that. Now, if you didn't keep your word, you would fall out of favor with the gods. And if you did keep your word, you would stay in favor with them. Now progress about um, 2000 years into the future. And you got the Romans. They stepped in next and said, hey, that's a pretty cool idea. But uh, your calendar sucks. So we're going to start doing a calendar on January 1st. Uh, and they started this in 46 BC. And uh, they started it in Janus or January, and that was named after the two-faced God. Boy, do we have a few of those out there in the world today. And this two-faced God, I thought was interesting where um, they actually inhabited. They inhabited the doorways. 
Like I, like gods are in all kinds of different places, altars and heaven and all over the place. But this particular God inhabited your doorways. And, and the focus of that God was to look back to the past is like you look back through the doorway and then forward into the future. And so, um, that's kind of where this resolution thing is. We, we sit there and we kind of look back at the past and uh, we, we kind of look at our mistakes, uh, really what, what happened there and uh, reflect on that a little bit. And then we resolve to do something new in the future. And uh, if they if they did this and they, and they told the God, they would make promises of good conduct. And we see a lot of that in our own um, uh, resolutions that we make. Now we're going to jump a little bit forward in the future into 1740. Christians got a hold of this uh, before that, but the, the major pinnacle point was John Wesley in 1740. He decided to do something different with it. And uh, what, what it was is he was trying to get away from all the wild parties and chaos and all that stuff, very spiritual, and wanted to give Christians a place to go where they could actually uh, be spiritual about this time, uh, this new year, this new opportunity to do things. And he started this thing called watch night services. And so those would happen on New Year's Eve. And it was a time of meditation and reflection on the past. And then making commitments of change in the future based off of spiritual um, uh verses in the Bible, hymns they sang, and things like that. And that has carried on uh, even till today. There's still watch night services out there for New Year's and for making New Year's resolutions. I thought that was pretty cool. It was a spiritual alternative to kind of the chaos that might be out there sometimes whenever New Year's comes around and what people do. So let's get into some stats a little bit. Like let's talk what statistically happens uh, I thought it was kind of cool to start looking some of this stuff up and share with you guys so you can understand the magnitude of what it is that we're doing. Now, think about this. We've been doing this for 4,000 years. People have been going, hey, I need to change my ways. I need to do something different. I need to be better. I need to do this. I need to do that. Well, 45% of Americans to this day still make New Year's resolutions. So that's less than half but still a pretty good portion. Here was the part that really, like the stat that really stuck out to me. Less than 8% actually achieved the resolution they set out to achieve. And that hit me pretty hard. And because I think about my own life, my own resolutions, um, I, I sit down usually between Christmas and New Year's and start to put together kind of my plan for the coming year. Uh, I developed this thing called a lifestyle design plan and I picture in my mind what it is, the lifestyle that I would like to have. And uh, then what do I need to do to actually achieve that? How can I financially achieve it? How can I spiritually achieve it? How can I mentally, physically achieve it? And it's uh, something that has been a practice for my wife and I for quite a few years. And most of the time, we nail most of it. Uh, we, we've missed our marks a few times, but uh, overall, we, we achieve them pretty well. And I think there's a reason why I want to share that with you guys a little bit today. But before I get there, let's talk about why people don't. Why do people not get to where they're going? Why do people not achieve the thing that they're after or supposedly after? Um, it comes down to a few different things. There's a great book out there on this. It's called Drive by Daniel Pink. Uh, go look it up. One of the best books I ever read in my life about understanding drive 
And in reality, I think every person on this planet has drive. They just don't know how to connect it or connect with it, maybe is a better way to put it. They're not um, in this position of saying, hey, I want to achieve a thing and that thing not meaning enough to them. Uh, in other words, uh, their what isn't enough. Uh, there, There's not enough power behind it. So, so what leads to that? Well, the first thing is a lack of purpose, uh, this feeling that I must do something. Uh, this idea that if you don't do something, it's almost like you're not going to breathe. It's like a sadness is going to enter. You don't absolutely believe in something enough and the worthiness of its pursuit to cause you to be disciplined and to cause you to be mindful. I think those are two of the factors of purpose that are really important. I think gets skipped a lot because everybody's always talking about finding out what your why is, get your purpose, and uh, that'll drive you, right? But if you don't understand that with that drive, there must be discipline, and to gain that discipline, you must have mindfulness, uh, we run into some problems. I want to talk about that in the last one of the three things, but this idea of keeping it top of mind. I need to keep this thing top of mind, um, uh, what's going on in my world, and we will focus on what's present. It is something that I've observed over the, the last several years, my last, last couple of decades, is uh, we tend to focus on what we're present with. So if we're present with our wives, we'll be focused on our wives. If we're present with our kids, we'll be focused on our kids. If we're present with business and our people, we'll be focused on our business and our people. So what are you present with? Well, those things that are in front of you. You can't avoid them. They're there all the time. You go home every day, you see your wife, you're present with her, and uh, you're mindful of her. She gives you purpose. And uh, hopefully, if all is well, you have a great marriage and a long, happy life together. But you're present. That's mindfulness. That's being aware of it. So one of the reasons we don't achieve our resolutions is we may say them, we might even write them down in some cases, but we don't make them present. We don't put them in front of us. We don't hang them on the wall, put them on our steering wheel, put them on the bathroom mirror, put them on the bathroom door, the door as you go out the building, your office door, wherever it is, something that you do every single day that you're going to see that thing. So whatever you do resolution-wise, uh, first off, you got to really believe it. Like, man, I really need this. My want to is bad enough, I want whatever that thing may be. I'll share a few more stats with you just uh, while we're talking about this because I think they're important. Look them up. Uh, if you haven't checked out Statistic Brain Research Institute, you should because, man, you can find stats on just about anything. And uh, top 10 resolutions. Lose weight and healthier eating is number one. 21% of people, that's their resolution. Followed closely by life or self-improvements with 12.3%. So over 33% of the time, it's about being better, either uh, health-wise or mental-wise. Better financial decisions is number three, quit smoking. So there's one of those habits, like get that thing out of the way. Uh, do more exciting things. That was the one that surprised me, like, hey, I wanna have some experiences. Uh, so that was number five. Spend more time with family and close friends. Kind of sad that that was down there number six and not up there at maybe number two. Work out more often. So that kind of goes with the health and losing weight and eating healthier. Uh, learn something new on my own. 
Uh, that's a little disappointing too. Only 5.3%. It made the top 10, which I guess is good, but only 5.3% want to learn something new on their own in a whole year? Man, that's crazy to me. Do more good deeds for others. That's number nine on the list. Find the love of my life. Yeah, that's all the single folks out there uh, looking for the love of their life. And then number 11 was find a better job. All of those added up to 86.2%. The other 13.8% is just other, all kinds of other things. But there was something on there that was a little frustrating. It was kind of close. Do more good deeds for others. I think that's a that's a great one, but I didn't see anything spiritual at all. Uh, more time with God, being present with God, um, spending more time in devotions, reading the Bible. Uh, you guys all know I'm 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 of the faith persuasion, and uh, I think that gives us this center in our lives that uh, we're present with. And that present part of it is why I kind of brought that up. What are we present with um, in our resolutions? Because when they're not present, we're not mindful of them. And so when we're not mindful or top of mind, it's there in front of us, we become undisciplined, which then doesn't allow us to actually get after that purpose. And so then I question whether your purpose is truly your purpose, or is it just a whim or something you're motivated by at the time? Um, I think you should ask yourself that. This this purpose that you have, and if you even have one, this is another crazy uh, thing. I've been tracking this over the last oh ten years of coaching. I ask people a lot, hey, do you have any idea why you exist, why why you're on this planet, what your purpose is for your life while you're here? And nine out of ten people have zero answer, like no idea. About half of the rest of them have some general idea. And about one-tenth of one percent, like, yep, I know my purpose, bam, I'm doing this. Which, God, that's crazy. Um, and it's it's odd. Like, I feel like that's something I've always been kind of on. I may not have always been accurate, but I at least knew, like, I'm after this thing. I'm going to go be the best to sell. I'm going to be the best leader. I'm going to have the biggest, I'm like, I knew that I was after something. Today, I want to I be the best possible person I can be to other people. That's my purpose. How can I help others uh, achieve the things they want to achieve through my gifts and talents that I have? That's enough. And it's really, it gives me some, some real discipline to what I do and I keep it top of mind. I'm mindful about it all the time. So that's kind of thing one, lack of purpose, something that you absolutely believe in and you believe in it so much that you're disciplined to it and you know yourself as a human being and you keep it top of mind. You put it in front of you so you don't miss it. So whatever resolutions you've got, write them down. Get them in front of you. Put them up. Let somebody else know that they exist. If you are if you tell somebody you're going to do something, then you're more likely to do it because you don't want to be a liar. And so share your resolutions with others. I'll share a few of mine here um, at the end of the show. And I'll, I'll put myself out there as Mr. Accountable. And so um, that's thing one, lack of purpose a reason why people don't achieve most things, not just resolutions, but most things that they're after. The reason they don't achieve them is a lack of real, genuine, authentic purpose that aligns with who they are inside. Second thing that holds back from achieving the things that they want to achieve and accomplishing these uh, resolutions is a lack of knowledge or for better or for worse, however you feel about this word, ignorance. 
we just don't know what we don't know. Um, so we set out, we're going to go do this thing, but we don't have any knowledge about it. And then we fall back to that first one without discipline, not wanting something bad enough. We don't invest the time to gain the knowledge. We don't use the discipline to enact the knowledge. And when we don't have that knowledge, we don't even know where to start. We don't reach out. We don't ask for help. We don't find somebody to push us. And so, hey, I want to work out and I want to get healthier. Okay, great. Um, you ever work out before? No. You ever walk into a gym and try to figure out equipment whenever you've never worked out before? Man, that is a wild experience, especially as gym equipment has changed over time. Workouts have changed. I'm like, I'm scared to death of a spin class. I don't even know what to do in a spin class. Like there's technology involved and somebody yelling at me and a bike and sweat and all this other stuff. Spin class is not my thing. Now, if I decided that I wanted to lose weight through a spin class, I would go learn everything I could about it. I would gain the knowledge that I need so that I understand how to do it and do it well. I think this is a thing that holds a lot of people back. They kind of have this attitude of school of hard knocks. I will gain the knowledge through experience. That's asinine. Stop, people. That that makes no sense at all. If somebody else has the knowledge or exists in a book or it's on YouTube or whatever, go get it. Don't just beat your head up against it unless you're creating something totally new. That's the only time that the school of hard knocks works for me this fail forward idea. I get it. We learn things from doing things. Now, that doesn't mean that once we learn the new thing, we're going to be great at it instantly. The failing forward is getting better and better and better, but getting better and better and better at the right thing. That's how we become successful. So go gain the knowledge. Whatever your resolutions are, if you don't know what it is, gain the knowledge, spend some time, make it part of your resolution, gain the knowledge on how to work out on this type of program this type of diet, whatever it is that you're after with your resolutions, I really don't care, but be knowledgeable about them because knowledge brings competence. And when you're competent in something, you're confident. And when we're confident about things, we're more likely to do them. Uh, when we have a lack of confidence, we have doubt and it pushes us away. When human beings just don't like to not be good at something. And so that's why a lot of us don't try anything. It's a mindset that we have to have, that we have a growth mindset that we're going to keep pushing. We're going to learn the thing so that when we learn the thing, we become competent at it. And the more competent we become, we start to master, become confident, become subconscious. And we're absolutely killing it with that thing. So that's thing number two, a lack of knowledge. Thing number three, this is the one that's uh, probably driving me the craziest. Because I think it's really holding us back. I think it's a struggle. I think this has been a new thing. Like those first two were the two things that kind of kept us from achieving our uh, resolutions uh, for, for the most part for many, many years. This lack of purpose and lack of knowledge. But this third one is fairly new, uh, probably over the last 10 years or so, uh, maybe a little shorter time frame than that. Our addiction to distraction is keeping us from achieving our success in anything we do. Um, and just pick up one of these, you know, one of these little phones right here. Like it's got all the stuff on it. Oh, it was statistic. Man, I could get lost in Statistic Brain Institute for days. Like I love statistics. I like knowing why people are doing what they're doing, how many of them are doing what they're doing. But that's kind of one that I might learn something from. 
How about things like Facebook and Instagram Reels and all that other good stuff? All the videos we watch, the YouTubes we watch, the TV we watch. Um, if those things are getting in your way of achieving what it is you're after, maybe that thing that you're after isn't important enough. And so we've got to we got to get these distractions out of our world. We've got to manage those distractions. Uh, a few months ago, I went through doing 75 hard and I had to let go of some things. I had to let go of all TV. I had to let go of uh, time on Facebook. And it was beautiful. <laughs> so the best uh, 75 days of my life, to be honest with you, because I was doing things to get healthy. I was being accountable to it. I was disciplined to it. Um, I had it mindful. Like there was a reason why I was able to accomplish that thing. And a lot of that is because I took distraction out of my world. I cannot describe for you enough how important that is, how important it is to get in charge of your time, manage your time. Now, I'm not saying don't ever do Facebook or don't watch TV or don't do it, but manage when you do it. I can remember our kids, our kids when they were little, um, and they, they, the video games, man, those video games can suck you in. I was one of those guys that uh, I love video. Tiger Woods, best video game ever made. I can, I could dominate that game. Man, it took lots of time to master that. Like, I mean, hours and hours and thousands of hours to be like Mr. Tiger Woods King and just whip the crap out of anybody I played. Just imagine if I would have devoted that type of effort to something actually valuable. Now, you know, maybe get paid for playing video games. Fully buy into it. Dedicate yourself 100% and play it better and more than anybody else. But if that's not the thing, that it's just a distraction, get it out of your world. You don't need it. It's a waste of your time, your energy, and this precious gift that we have of a life on this planet. You've got a resolution. You've said, hey, I want to do something. I want, I want to get after it. And you say, hey, I'm going to do it. Uh, just saying, I got to check my Facebook. And you go check your Facebook and, and you go there with the best intentions. You go there, hey, do I have any notifications? Get those off of there. Okay, good. They're gone. Anything important to do with my business, maybe. I got to make a post about me. make a post about, hey, there's a cool reel. Uh, what, what's going on there? That dude just jumped off a mountain. Okay, boop, that, watch that one. Oh, there's another. There's a guy fishing. I'm going to watch that guy fish. And all of a sudden, I'm there and I'm lost for an hour. Set a timer, manage your time, set something that says, hey, I'm going to do Facebook for 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the time. And I don't care what the amount is, but restrict it. Keep it back. Get that distraction out of your world. Now, I want to be really clear about this. On some distraction stuff, it's okay. You need some entertainment. You need some joy in your life. And I'm not trying to take that out. If there's a show that you really love and uh, it's a time with your wife to enjoy something together, have a conversation over, more power to you. Go watch the show. But don't watch the next show and the next show and then another show and spend four hours in front of a TV all night long. You didn't bring any value to uh, the person you were with, probably, nor to yourself when you have so much time that you could really truthfully be dedicated to this resolution that you feel is important. You didn't write it down. You didn't think about it. You didn't put it on a piece of paper. You didn't tell other people about it. You didn't go gain the knowledge about it if it wasn't important to you. But you're letting something else steal the importance from you. 
to take the importance away from you. And um, really and truthfully, steal time, steal valuable time that you could spend on you, on somebody else, with God. What's those New Year's resolutions? What's distracting you? What's holding you back? A lot of it's inside. A lot of it's fear and doubt and all of those things that hold us back, which causes us to procrastinate, which helps us not achieve the thing we're after. But that's because there's no purpose to it. There's no absolute belief that I've got to do this thing. I have to. If it's losing weight, why? Why are you losing weight? And I think that's the big thing. Like those are the three things that hold us back. But the thing that will push us forward, the thing that will get us where we need to go is to identify the reward and make that the mindful thing. Take a picture of yourself or go find one of the pictures back in the day when you were in great shape, bodybuilding, doing whatever you were doing. Put that on your fridge. I promise you, you don't grab a few less of the sweets and stuff out of your pantries and your fridges if you put that picture on there. But you got to have the end result present. Like, hey, if I do this thing, it's going to do something. Maybe it's going to keep you from dying. Maybe you have high blood pressure or diabetes, like all those things. Maybe you you need to learn something for it. Like maybe you're in sales in this contracting world and uh, you want to get better at that. You got to master that craft. But there you are jacking around on Facebook for two or three hours or watching TV shows or watching SportsCenter for three hours. Whatever it is that's distracting you from what you really need to be doing. And that's because that thing you really need to be doing isn't important enough to you, which means the thing you're chasing isn't truly your purpose, you don't really believe in it, and you're doing a disservice to yourself. So how do we how do we fix all this, right? Well, first things first, we gotta figure out who we are. Who are we on the inside? What fulfills us? So think about that a little bit before you go and write your resolutions down and all these other things. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel needed and recognized? Uh, what, what makes you um, feel like, hey, today is another day I want to be alive? I don't want to just exist. I want to do something today. I want to make a difference today. Um, I hear this concept all the time about get 1% better every day. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But why limit yourself? 1%? Come on, man. Let's go for 10. Let's go for 100. Uh, for example, read 10 pages of a good book. That's part of 75 Heart. And, and I sat there and went, 10 pages? Dude, I can read 10 pages in 10 minutes. Like, that's not a challenge. doesn't push me. And I don't want anybody to be better than me. I'm going to go read 50 pages. So I put something up there a little bit bigger and harder to achieve. Because if you're not challenged in the thing you're doing, it's probably not worth doing. The hard things are the things that give you joy. The hard things that when we accomplish them and achieve them, they give you joy. I think think back to when you're three, four, five years old, getting that bicycle for Christmas, had to learn how to ride a bike, crash, burn, crash, burn, crash, burn. And all of a sudden you're on, man, the smile on your face and the joy on your face. All that is everything we do every day. It's the things we do every day. We know we need to do them. Selling more for your contracting company, all that's discipline. All that is is work. All that is like falling off your bike a bunch of times until you start nailing it and it becomes almost just subconscious. 
It is who I am. I'm great at this. I've mastered it. I, I can handle anything you give me. Running your business and leading your business, same thing. You got to practice those skills that are for leaders. And there's going to be ugly. It's going to be hard. And it's going to be painful and all that other good stuff when you start doing it. I can remember whenever my whole perspective changed on leading people, I had to go from looking at them like dollar signs to looking at them like I'm their servant and how can I help them? They looked at me like I had horns growing out of my head. It was hard and I didn't know what I was doing. And I started reading and studying and getting better at it, but I wanted it that bad. I wanted to help other people that bad. And I want to help you guys that bad. I hope that today uh, you learned a few things uh, about doing resolutions. So uh, how do we get these resolutions done? First off, write them down. Before you write them down, figure out who you are and what gives you joy. If that person is a little overweight, isn't who you are, and being in shape and being able to do things that you couldn't do before that you would like to do again is what gives you joy, write it down that you got to be in shape. Put it in front of you. Gain the knowledge that you need to go and do the exercise that fits you. And then last but not least, let go of all the distractions and stay focused on that thing. Here's to you guys achieving your New Year's resolutions. I don't want to see 8%. I want, I want let's double, let's get 16%. 16% of people that hear this podcast achieve their resolutions. So figure out what fulfills you. Write down the resolution that's going to make that fulfillment real. Gather the knowledge, remove the distraction, and let's go achieve some resolutions this year. Think about what that word is, resolution. What is the root of that word? It is resolve. I hope that you walk away from this today, listening to this podcast, took 30 minutes out of your life with some resolve that you're going to write down some real resolutions, some life-changing resolutions that fulfill you, take you to where you want to be, fulfill your purpose, allow you to give back to others in a way that you've never given back before that not only changes their lives, but changes yours through fulfillment and through resolutions. Thanks for hanging out with us on Contractor Radio today. Uh, our new studio, hopefully our sound is good, our audio and video are good. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side next episode. Uh, looking forward to doing a lot more of these. Oh, I promised. I, well, I almost forgot. That's not, that wouldn't have been good. I got to be accountable here. Here's my, man, I can't believe I'm going to put this out there because I hate doing it so bad. Uh, my resolution. I just talked all bad about social media too. My resolution is this, and I'm going to put one piece of valuable content out daily. Um, this is today. I've already done my ones for January 1st, 2nd. Today's the third, so here's the third. Um, it could be a podcast. It might be a reel. It could be a blog. It could be a graphic that I share. But I'm going to put out something valuable every day, and I'm not going to ask you for anything. There's not going to be any call to actions on it. None of that stuff. It's going to be, here's the valuable content. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you benefit from it as I do this this year. I've got a lot of stuff that I was able to learn over the years that I want to share with others. And uh, I thought resolutions was a good one. I thought that was a good place to start uh, for the year. So uh, keep up with me if you want to see if we're going to accomplish this. I'm just telling thousands of people that I'm going to put out a piece of valuable content every day. I can't wait 
to uh, share these things with you guys. I can't wait to hear what you have. If you want to hear something like, you, hey, man, this is something on my mind. What do you know about it? What do you want to share about it? Let me know. Post it in the comments down below. Uh, post it on the YouTube comments. Uh, send it to me in private message. DM me. Find me on Facebook. Follow me. Any of those things. You want to see some great content. I'm putting um, uh, an Uber effort into it this year and uh, can't wait for you guys to see it. I want to hear back about it. I want to hear feedback. I want to hear maybe what you want to hear. And uh, let's have some kick-ass contractor radio and Jim Johnson and contractor coach pro uh, content this year. We got a lot of new exciting things coming. We want you to be a part of it because uh, we want to help and serve you. It's our core values to love, serve, and care because we're here to help contractors get control of their business so they can grow and achieve the personal and financial freedom they were chasing when they started their business. Thank you very much for watching this episode. Uh, download, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. Love you guys, and we'll see you on the next episode. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.